extraordinary world filled with magic and wonder. Open your mind and let yourself go to a place where every day is Halloween and every night Jack Skellington I am the Pumpkin King! Dreams of something different. What is this? It's someplace new. Jack, look out! What's this? There's color everywhere. What's this? There's white things in the air. What's this? I can't believe my eyes. I must be dreaming. Wake up, Jack. This is a star. What is this? Haven't you heard of peace on earth and goodwill toward men? Touchstone Pictures presents the enchanting story of two very special dreamers and the holiday spirit that brought them together. From the imagination of Tim Burton comes The Nightmare Before Christmas. And what did Santa bring you, honey? Hello and welcome. Episode 288 of Aussie Tales. Welcome back, Ryan, on the podcast this morning. Going pretty good. I'm finding off a little cold, I, I guess, right, as of yesterday morning. So we're hanging tough yes. there on that. Yeah, it's, it's that time of year, I guess. You know, with the cold season and all and all that. Yep, uh, you're lucky if you don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We we, we didn't probably to come on the podcast, but um, speaking of which, um, any thoughts of last week's reaction to your appearance on my pod, on the podcast? <laughs> I had a generally positive. Um, I was kind of nervous during it, so I didn't really fly my freak flag as much as I normally would have. <laughs> um, so hopefully with this one, I'm a little more comfortable and can uh, get into it a little bit, a little bit easier. <laughs> oh yeah, it takes after the first tryout. It's uh, always nerve wracking, but you're always it's pretty much easy from easy from there. Yeah, um, and it's like a it's like a, it's like a phone call, so it's it's pretty easy and all that. Welcome back to Roy on the podcast. Yeah. I'm just asking uh, Ryan, um, did you hear any re- remarks about your your appearance from last week on last week's um, Elf podcast? Uh, no, just from my wife. She said it sounded really good. Awesome. Awesome. Well, now, <laughs> this week, um, we Roy, let's be on the record here, Roy did pick this movie, so... <laughs> Yeah, let's make that very, really very, clear. Very clear on that choice. Um, you know, like good old T. Swift says, you know, haters are going to hate. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, it is a definitely a fringe classic, I would say. Uh, cult classic, I would say. It's, uh, <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas is what we're going to talk about today. Um, it did debut in 1993. Directed, directed by uh, Henry Selleck, not no 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 relation to Tom Selleck, a budget of twenty four million dollars. Um, I guess that's not a lot. I guess uh, for movies, I guess that's pretty small. Um, now the top cast was uh, Jack Skellington was Danny Elfman, Sally was Catherine O'Hara, Oogie Boogie, Ken Page, Doctor Finkelstein was William Hickey. Then and the mayor was Glenn Shattuck. Uh, I'll get asked Ryan first. What are your thoughts on the cast as a whole? There, 
Oh, I like I like the cast. Um, you know, I was surprised of. Uh, it's always fun. Kind of again. Only know the uh, uh, Christmas vacation. Grandpa and that. You're breaking up a little bit. You're going in and out, unfortunately, on the on the audio there. So hard to hear what you were saying. But um, I love Roy, the. You love the cast. All right. All right. How about you, Roy? Uh, I mean, it's a pretty unknown cast, except for a couple of the people. Right. Uh, but it was pretty good. I mean, Danny Elfman does pretty much all of Tim Burton's movies, either the. Uh, Voices, or he does like the uh, music for it all. Yeah, he's a very talented, man. That guy can sing. He's very good. I loved him the best, actually, for sure. Um, this is a re- synopsis of the movie, and then we'll dive in here. Uh, the film follows the misadventures of Jack Skellington, Halloween's beloved pumpkin king, who has become bored with the same annual routine of frightening people in the. Um, let's see, who did we lose here? Lost Ryan. That's not a sh- not a shocker. Um, we'll get him <laughs> back here. Um, his audio is going in and out pretty bad. Yeah, there, pretty so. bad. Yeah. Oh, he's back on the line. Hello, Ryan. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Oh, that's very clear. Yes. Yes. All right. All right. I was about to start off on the synopsis here. So, sure. um, it follows uh, the misadventures of Jack Skellington, Halloween's beloved pumpkin king, uh, who has become bored with the same same annual routine of frightening people in the real world when Jack accidentally stumbles on Christmas Town, All bright colors and warm spirits, he gets a new lease on life. He plots to bring Christmas under his control by and taking over the role. But Jack soon discovers the best laid plans of mice and men, or mice and skeleton men can go seriously awry. So there we go. Um, before we get into the uh, movie here, I'll ask, uh, I'll ask uh, Roy first. What do you think was the box office here in 93 on this film? Uh, the box office for it? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say under 100,000 because I don't think it was very popular when it first came out. Under so 100,000? Under 100 million, I mean. 100 million, yeah. 100 oh, million. okay. I was like, um, 100, that's pretty, that's not 100 million. It's like, I'd like to welcome Roy. <laughs> this is my friend Roy from 1945. <laughs> yeah. Ballpark? Yeah. yeah. 75 million. Uh, Ryan? Uh, yeah, I would go with, uh, I was thinking 75 also. I'm going to, I'm going to go over that. I'm going to go a uh, uh, hundred million. 1.5 million was the box office oh, in 93. Wow. So a little, Ryan was close to the mark there on that one. Yes, by $9 million. Right, so Are we playing the uh, prices right rules on that? I'm not really. I'm not really a Bob Barker guy, so uh, I don't know. I'm, okay, we're, we're, we're fine. We're well, fine. well, I would have wanted to do more. 
Exactly. The movie uh, begins with a bizarre song about Halloween Town, and this is where we meet Jack. What are your thoughts on this bizarre <laughs> opening stanza, Ryan? Yeah, well, um, you know, I've never seen this movie before. I've heard about it my whole life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know it was a musical, even, even though I'm <laughs> sure I've been told that. So I was like, what in the world is going on here? That being said, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, yeah. yeah, it was uh, the animation and stuff. Like you said, that the I think it cost uh, twenty five million to make or something. Like yep. that's some pretty expensive clay, if you ask me. But um, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was it was cool. Um, yeah. It's a lot. It almost kind of reminds me of the first Lego movie, opening mm. up with the big uh, song and dance number, and you're like, okay. if you're not strapped in. Like you might fall off the pace, so I was impressed and also a little scared. All right, have you, Roy, the veteran of the group of this movie? Yeah. Oh yeah, I've seen this movie hundreds of times. Mm. Uh, <laughs> probably the only one in the group. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, the opening seems good because it kind of gives you a quick little introduction to all the characters in the movie, mm-hmm. and then the lyrics kind of go off of letting you know it's all about Halloween and how they made it through another one. Exactly. Um, now, Jack sings about himself, um, how evil he is and how he's life is, he, his life is to make people scream and he's grown so tired of people. Um, same old thing every day. On a scale of one to ten, I'll ask Roy first. Narcissism scale on Jack's dungeon narcissism yeah uh i'd have to go with ben man because i mean (laughs) he's so under himself that he thinks he can uh take over christmas as well i'm sure if he would have been successful at that he would have gone after st patty's day easter thanksgiving you know he'd just be the man for all of them yeah yeah hanukkah all that good stuff uh yeah um brian your thoughts on that yeah, I'd go. I'd go a solid nine and yeah. mix in a little uh, bipolar uh, situation <laughs> in there too. But uh, um, yeah, solid nine. Yeah, I give it like a solid twelve. Definitely <laughs> off definitely. the chart. Off the charts, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jack is off wandering in the forest, and yeah, he stumbles upon wait for it Christmas land. Um, he spins down into some warp pull cyclone. And somehow it gets into this whole new world. Thoughts on this montage, Ryan? Uh, Christmas Town. Um, yeah. Well, again, if you're like not following the movie super well because you zone out during the singing, like <laughs> you start looking at the <laughs> landscape and all of the work yeah. with the clay. It's really cool. So I. Yeah. Um, it was just it puts you into a different universe and. Um. I thought it was sweet. I mean, it was cool, yeah. but just again, like I have trouble following the story through the music, so I kind of zone out. <laughs> no, yeah, you missed the whole thing. Then. Even though I liked the music, I kind of yeah. was like, "Oh wait, I just grabbed my phone. I'm not even watching the screen. Okay, I got to get back into this here." So yeah, <laughs> I I liked it, and it um all the montage, just the whole world is pretty sweet. Yeah, I agree with that, uh, Roy. Anything to add to that? <laughs> 
Yeah, the whole uh, Christmas town was actually the first scene that they shot for the movie because they didn't have a script mm. when they started. They just had the songs. Okay. And that was that was one of the first songs they came up with, so they started off with that. But uh, it's pretty good. I mean, he's like, uh, I mean, he's in Halloween town, but you think he would be aware of all the other holidays since they're right. on the holiday themselves. Yeah. But if you're not, I mean, you'd be pretty amazed if you came across the uh, little cartoon town of elves and Santas and polar bears and trains and toys. <laughs> so, I mean, it's pretty good. It's pretty amazing. Exactly. Exactly. Indeed. Um, now, of course, this week, um, the iconic song, what's this? Is a viral sensation. Anything pop out during the song for you, Roy? Of what's this? I mean, it's just like a kid the first time they see Santa, you know, they're just excited. They can't believe their eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a song about seeing the new magical place that you want to be part of, I think. My, now, I'll bring it to Ryan. My favorite part of that song was uh, easily where he says, uh, throwing heads or souls. That was uh, pretty <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, if you ask me on that one. Uh, <laughs> you ryan uh i like the song um i did kind of that was my first hint of this person is going from the depths of depression to a pretty (laughs) maniac state yeah um is my uh, armchair therapist bit but uh i loved all the songs and the music i think uh going forward i might just listen to those and get get the soundtrack or something on spotify or something yeah yeah um now the mayor of of halloween town and the townspeople sound the alarm because our beloved now sally is feeding the doctor who created her frog's breath and worm soup to poison is that something you would sample, uh, Ryan? <laughs> um, sample? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not above a, a sample. Yeah, I mean, just the, just the tip. Yeah, I'm not going to say that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would, uh, I'm all about samples. Yeah, Costco samples. I never go in there with an empty, with a full stomach, because that's basically a free lunch for me. Uh pre-covid anyway but yeah so i would have sampled it right. um if i could get past the smell i'm sure that was probably uh mm-hmm. pretty rank yeah it, it did how about you roy would you would you sample this delectable delight uh you know i'm gonna i'll have to pass on a uh, poison myself willingly so <laughs> uh, i would not be sampling the poison soup myself in small portions. I mean, you're never going to build up so. your tolerances for that, Roy. <laughs> well, I got plenty of tolerance for a lot of things. That's right. And uh, it looks like that Jack is back in Halloween Town telling the people about Christmas Town. He describes Santa as a, a big red lobster. How would you assess the description, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> um. I have trouble. I, I could identify with it by okay. in my own life trying to explain something I'm really excited about to people and completely botching it <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and really not conveying anything about what I'm trying to say. So 
I can empathize with them, and uh, I would have probably gone more of a uh, less lobstery type creature, a, you know, a roundy beach ball with a red suit, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's more accurate. Um, how about you, Roy? <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's not a very good description, but yeah. you did have the mittens on, you know, so it gives you kind of the lobster hands. True. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely a better way to describe Santa Claus than a big fat red lobster. But uh, I mean, exactly. for, a guy, for a guy that's used to seeing monsters, it probably made yeah. perfect sense to him. It, uh, that's a good point too, as well. Yeah, for sure. Now sleeping? No big deal. Uh, just back on. Uh, what is going on um, here in this <laughs> land, uh, Roy? Well, you broke up a little bit on that. I just heard Sally's arm fall off and then she was awake. Yeah, what's happening with that? Uh, what's going on there with that? Uh, I'm not too sure I understand the question. Um, why is her arm? Um, oh, uh, probably just because her thread's getting Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, well, she's a scarecrow, I think, so... Uh, that could be normal, you know. She just didn't tie the knot good enough, so it just came loose when she was asleep, and okay. problem just kind of dangled off. <laughs> <laughs> Have you Ryan, anything to add to that sentiment? Well, I was getting some pretty strong humidity vibes of Halloween Town. That's not good for thread. Um, you know, I probably yeah. would have gone with a leather lace to sew on my arm more than a, a thread. <laughs> Uh, yeah, might run into some stretching problems, but it's not going to break on you. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, now Jack has come <laughs> to the conclusion that he's he's uh, gonna take over Christmas and starting off by asking the doctor make him reindeer. And now we have three skinny, clean shaven people taking talking about catching the big red crab, uh, lobster. Uh, what what do you think about that, uh, Ryan? That plan. Um. So the plan. I always. This is where I always have a problem. I might step on one of my later questions here with this one, but uh, asking the three punk kids to go. Are you asking about going to steal Santa? Yeah. That part of the plan. Yeah. You ask the, probably the three most inept people in the <laughs> character cast <laughs> to go get the most you know yeah. the essential part of the plant yeah i knew that was gonna fail i've never even seen it before but i've seen it a million times right. in other movies so yeah i mean as far as skellington his thought process there maybe you know he picked the lowest common denominator so if they got caught you know whatever it's the three kids they're just stupid mm -hmm. but uh that was probably my uh yeah, I was I was questioning that. I wasn't yeah. surprised when it didn't exactly pan out with the <laughs> Easter Bunny there. Uh, how about you, <laughs> I mean, Lock, Shock, and Barrel—they're the three best trick or treaters in all of Halloween Town. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I mean, I think in his head he's like, "Oh man, they're good at knocking on doors and they're good at holding bags." So they probably got them in the bag. You know? <laughs> but yeah, they are three punk kids. Yeah. And uh, they get the Easter Bunny first. So, I mean, I don't know how you confuse a pink bunny with a red lobster. But... Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough <laughs> one. 
exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm thinking that's what I asked was about the bunny, but we already talked about that, so we'll skip that one. But um, now, since Santa Claus has entered Halloween Town, and to Jack's surprise, he's not a red lobster. What do you think Jack was thinking at the time, Ryan? Um, going back to my depression bipolar thing, I think this was his first crack of like, have I bit off more than I could chew? <laughs> to which he responds, he needs to up everything and go yeah. a little bit deeper into this conspiracy. That's mm-hmm. uh, probably what I think he was thinking right at that time. Okay, anyway. Yeah, I think he maybe was a little bit caught off guard that Santa Claus is just the magical fat man and not a lobster. <laughs> but uh, he did. He only got a glimpse of him at night when he came out of his door. So right. I can see how he could mix that one up. Indeed. <laughs> um, now, Jack. His, his ghost dog Zero with his red light. He's looping him into Christmas uh, town and giving presents that attack the children. What an absolute monster. Would you agree, Ryan, on that? <laughs> I That was one of my favorite parts of the movie there. Um, yeah. Well, you know, you have to look at it as he's using the vocabulary and his life experience and what he can, you know, he doesn't know anything about Christmas Town. I kind of understood here he's trying to do the right thing, you know, uh, a scary little arm that chokes you. All right. Sorry about that. I'm not sure what the issue is, but uh, um, on the line here is uh, is Roy. Uh, your thoughts on what we talked about earlier? Uh, could you just repeat the question real quick? Uh, yeah. Um about, about, about zero and him taking oh, off with the oh, about, yeah about him taking off with the, the zero and um let's see i think i have to go a little bit further here i apologize off my spot here um oh uh, what do you think about um how 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 how, how uh he's a target how bright is the is the uh is jack on the uh on zero being like like a reindeer wannabe basically or Rudolph want to be one. Yeah. I, I mean, Zero did a great job refilling Rudolph's uh, spot, I believe. Yeah. And then as far as the presents that Jack is giving out, uh, I mean, that's what he's uh, used to for the people where he lives with. So those are probably great gifts if you live in Halloween town. Right. <laughs> yeah, not so much if you were living on the planet Earth <laughs> and you yeah. don't want Loading men dolls flying at you and locking you in your room. Right. Um, thanks, Ryan. Sorry about, about that, Ryan. I'm just asking you again uh, your thoughts on on Zero playing play, play the role of Rudolph for for for, uh, for Jack there. Oh, gotcha. Uh, yeah, that's um a pretty solid uh, cast there. I mean, he's a dog, right? He's a ghost dog. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, kind of gave me some uh, Grinch. Uh, Grinch that stole Christmas vibes. Can't remember yeah. that dog's name, but uh, yeah, he pulled it off. Jasper or someone? Max. Like Max. Max. Yeah. There we go. I Jeez. Was... Oh yeah. <laughs> At least Ozzy had to say it, not me. <laughs> I yeah. Guess something worse. Yeah. There you go. Um. Now Jack was shot down since he's already dead. He doesn't really die. Instead, he breaks out into song. <laughs> questioning his evil acts what has he done and he's growing a conscience how is this possible when he has no heart Ryan well when you get 
you know, some World War II era anti-aircraft guns shooting at you, it might <laughs> blast some sense into you. Um, yeah. And along with that fall, you get all that adrenaline. You know, that's all I can think is it's got to, you know, if along the Grinch lines, if this guy's heart can grow with a little Christmas spirit, having yeah. some... Uh, uh, flack in the in the soup up there shooting at him would uh do the same maybe there you go how, how about you roy oh yeah i mean i think he just uh got it knocked into him the hard way that uh he made some mistakes in life and some bad choices and he thought that he was the one man who could do it all and come to find out he realized he was far from the right man for that job <laughs> and everything that everyone was trying to tell him finally hit him and he came to realize that he still had to fix what he had done. Yep. And that's kind of what the whole song's about there, I think. Yep. And finally, the end, finally, it come, comes to an end, uh, thankfully and mercifully. Uh, the real Santa Claus <laughs> <hates> Christmas <laughs> and uh, Jack and Sally are simply meant to be uh, happy endings. What do you think about that, Roy? Did you say Roy or Ryan? Uh, Roy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a great way to end a movie. Happy endings yeah. are always good. You know, Santa came and he saved the day, gave Jack mm-hmm. a little slap on the wrist. And okay. uh, then Sally got what she wanted. She got Jack. And uh, yeah. I'd like to believe that her and Jack and Zero lived happily ever after. <laughs> All right. Halloween Town. There you go. All right. How about you, Ryan? Yeah, I th- um, you know, I'm really wondering about that relationship you know you're catching jack back down at his base level of kind of a slightly above depressed and (laughs) i just hope she's ready for the the wild ride next year when (laughs) bunny town (laughs) there you go yeah down all right now this is a big if if you recommend this movie to any to a stranger (laughs) What would you need to say to make them feel? <laughs> you know, first of all, have you ever heard of Tim Burton? And if this is in 1993, they yeah. probably, they might have, I'm not sure. Um, and then I would say, do you enjoy musicals? Because yeah. it's a perfect uh, combination of the two there. I agree. Um, Did Roy, you guys lose me again? No. Uh, no. You're fine. You're fine. Yeah. I agree with you there. Did you uh, lose Roy, me? No. No. <laughs> you're just fine, Ryan. And Roy, your thoughts on, on that, on your, uh, your your pitch? Yeah. I mean, I, Tim Burton, liking him, I think, is number one. Because all of his movies are a little out there. Yeah. Uh, musical, yeah. I mean... I don't think I liked it because it was a musical when I first watched it as a kid, but uh, as an adult now, yeah. If I had to tell somebody like, all right, a Tim Burton movie about a Halloween king that's going to take over Christmas and you get to see how horribly wrong it goes. Yeah. uh, And musical form. That'd be a pretty good way to describe it. And it Mm -hmm. ends on a good little love story note. So, yeah. Now, what I would say is if you love power ballads and a, <laughs> <laughs> and a twisted spin on Christmas, this movie is up your alley, and perhaps a six-pack or two would also help matters <laughs> as well. <laughs> so, 
that's it. That's that's a good one. I think I'd go yeah. with that one. Yeah, exactly. Now, does the does does the soundtrack work for you, Broy? And uh, what's your best part of the soundtrack? Uh, yeah, I like the soundtrack. Uh, even the underlying music they use, like when he's in Halloween Town, when he's meddling around with the Christmas stuff, trying to figure things out, mm-hmm. and then. Like when Sally's sneaking around town at night trying to get Jack's attention and tell him that it's a bad idea. Yeah. All those little songs in the background are good. And then, of course, all the musical parts like What's This and What Have I Done and Halloween Town. Uh, I like all of it. I love the movie. All right. We we get that. Yes. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) Even in your pants, man. Yeah. (laughs) You get a room, man. Get a room uh, uh, to watch. um, have you have you Ryan? Uh, yeah. So the soundtrack. I mean, the musical part of the show really it's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. I liked all the songs. Um, it's definitely kind of an ear. It really it's a lot. So yes, yeah. there's a lot going on with it. <laughs> but um, I mean, as it's, I mean, it's it's not out of how it's supposed to be. I mean, it, everything fits with the movie. So yeah, I, I like the soundtrack. Yeah, I love I love the soundtrack myself. Mostly Jack songs, um, but the one for sure is the got me good was what's this? Is what it got me got me rolling on the floor. It was hilarious. But um, <laughs> now this is an animated film, so it's kind of hard to like recast. But if you could recast someone, someone Ryan, who would you do um, for this movie? recast possibilities yeah no problem i got a few here you're gonna oh, kind of have to fantastic okay kind of have to roll with me a little bit um, okay so now everything is just fine with the movie with the casting and everything but if you were to make some changes i was thinking you might go hugh jackman for Ooh. jack okay in the body, oh, dang it. <laughs> in, in the body of sid from toy story in a <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh. that could work, or you could just cast Chet Hol- Chet Holmgren. Okay. Um, basically a carbon copy of body type. There. Can he can he sing the last song? Can he sing? I don't know. I doubt it. But anything else? I think we lost Ryan for a second. Um, Roy, you're recasting possibilities. I was thinking that last night. I was like, he's going to ask this question. And I was yeah. thinking Hugh Jackman because of The Greatest Showman. I thought he'd be a good recast for Jack, but uh, I don't know. I mean, there's not a lot of big-name people in there. I mean, right. Catherine O'Hare from Home Alone, mm-hmm. uh, she's pretty good. But for a while, I thought that she was uh, the wife from uh, Married with the Children. Oh, okay. Her name is. Yeah, Kathy yeah. Seaton, right? I thought it was her. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was her at first, and she can sing. Yeah, she has uh, part. Of, she's in a band, I believe, or she oh. does guest appearances with the band called <clears throat> the Fourth Rangers. But so I think she might be a good recast for Sally. All right. And Ryan, did you have anything to add before you dropped off the line? Then? Yeah, sorry about that. I'm just yeah, having yeah. a nightmare over here. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so the crab from Moana, I think he'd make a good <laughs> boogity boogity. Um, same singing style, same creepy layer. I could see that working. Yeah. And then also, instead of the three kids, um, now you've got to put them into claymation, but I was thinking the Fratelli gang from the Goonies. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> that, you know, reliable gangsters used to abducting people. They got a creepy brother. They're used to the. Yeah. yeah, I just think that would work. And then last but not least, you know, Santa was pretty solid, but yeah. I was thinking maybe a more of a Yukon Cornelius type. <laughs> um, you know, I, he's got the body, more of an old world Santa with the red beard. Okay. Um, just some ideas there. Yeah. I don't know who that is, actually, John Cornelius. So Yukon Cornelius is from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. He's friends with the uh, uh, the Yeti. Bumble the Yeti, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, they fall over the cliff together. It's pretty horrific. <laughs> uh, He's got the, the red, the red beanie and the blue jacket. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I is he you. from the island of Misfit Toys, Roy, or is he... Uh, no, I think he's just out there hanging out with the Yeti <laughs> name. Okay. There you go. He's like um, a prospector or something. Yeah, he's a, yeah, he is. For my, <laughs> for my choice, I would take Catherine O'Hara, swap her out for Zoe Dachanel. Oh. Just because of her voice is uh, way better than Catherine O'Hara's voice. I apologize, but uh, sure. it is. It is. It's fact. It, it is fact, but uh, yeah. Um, now, I wonder what her eight-year-old voice sounded like in 1993. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say be- better than hers, I think, would be the answer to that. Yeah. Um, I'll ask Roy first. Uh, what actor or character from the show would you host a podcast with about the movie? Uh, you know, I'd like to go with Oogie Boogie, you know. I think he gets a bad rap. <laughs> you know, he's just trying to be on top, you know. I think he's a little envious of Jack, and yeah. he's trying to ruin Jack's plan by killing Santa Claus. But uh, yeah, I'd like to get his perspective on, it, you know, if he wasn't uh, passed away in the movie, you know. R.I.P. Big man. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> um. Exactly. All right. How, how about you, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, I would, I would probably go with uh, the Pumpkins King himself, Jack Skellington. Okay. But I could see, you know, his lows kind of really messing up the podcast and his highs <laughs> kind of taking it over. So, someone a little more stable, I would go Dr. Frankenweenie. Okay. And um, if you survived it, I think that would, that would be true. <laughs> <If you survived laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Um, now, I would do a podcast with Santa because I would get a great great stories and also um figure out what he thought when he was like being hung by his hands in ha- halloween town how he was coping with that trauma yeah on christmas eve of all time of all times you know yeah, it was a big night exactly exactly all right now i'll ask you ryan first uh what scene is the furthest from what would happen in reality yeah so we already <laughs> <laughs> Uh, theory there, but I would go with um, the detached leg trick to distract um, Oogity <laughs> I just see it. I mean, I know her hands can crawl down the rope and I'm to, but pulling off sexy leg without a body, that just yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree. Uh, how about you, uh, Roy? What do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was gonna go with the uh, I'm going with the Sally scene as well. The part where she leaps out of the tower and then hits the ground and falls apart. Like, how did all of her leaves not also fly <laughs> out, you know? Yeah, 
Yeah. And then she just happened, happens to have kept the needle that she needed to save herself, and their hair didn't fall out yeah. on the fall. Gas. <laughs> yeah. Um, mine is a little different, though. Mine is perhaps when Jack suddenly finds this door like a Christmas tree, and then it opens <laughs> in the middle of the forest, and then he just somehow gets down to a new a new world through a cyclone. Uh, kind of a bizarre, uh, not reality ever happening with that. Um, yeah, so now... That we know of. I mean, that, like... that we know of. I mean, I'm not going to be, you know, can't be 100% true, but 599.9999% accurate, I would say. Sure. At least on this earth, and anyway, on this, on this planet. Um, but uh, Ryan, what is your favorite uh, scenes, moments, characters, uh, thoughts on, on those? Um, other than like the last one second of it when it was hitting, <laughs> I would have gone with uh, the intro, like just the whole intro song and him coming up. It yeah, was just a. Uh, it was like welcome to Halloween Town or whatever, and it, that was probably my favorite part of the movie. And then it was kind of a slow decline from there. And the end was the favorite. Favorite also was the end when it ended. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Tough crowd. Tough crowd. I'm just a little snarky. That's all. So it's fine. Yeah, it's all good fun. I did like yeah. the movie, but um, yeah, yeah. I, I think I need to rewatch it now that I've I kind of know what I'm getting in, into. Sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and have like half rack of beer and a couple of mushrooms. <laughs> How about you, Roy? Your thoughts on favorite scenes, characters, moments, etc. I mean, my favorite character has got to be Jack uh, yeah. and Sally. Uh, favorite scene is the scene after he's shot down, and he's and he's lying out on the angel's arms in the graveyard. Yeah, and he starts to realize all of his mistakes and misfortune that he's had, <laughs> and that he uh, he kind of became more human, soulful. At that point, and then he goes and saves the day and goes from being kind of the villain of the movie to the hero of the movie, I would say. Yeah. From that point on. Uh, but yeah, that would have to be my favorite scene. And I just like that imagery of uh, that scene. Yeah, I have a few actually. So, bear with me here. So, I love my ass off so hard when he sang, Jack sang, uh, he's dead. Um, he can't take <laughs> off his head. And he did. <laughs> and that was hilarious. <laughs> that was laughed so hard, actually. Out loud. Uh, and then uh, when Jack is in Christmas Town and sings that children are throwing snowballs, uh, throwing skulls, have gotten good as well, right in the gut as well. Um, and what this song is pretty great, probably my favorite of the whole movie. Um, the township singing about how. They plan to chop up Santa in little bits. That was pretty <laughs> funny, too. I love a little dark humor, um, for sure. And then the boogeyman uh, and Santa Claus meet, and the, and the boogeyman saying his song is priceless. What he sang was great lyrics there. And finally, for me, um, when Jack and Sally end up together at the end was also favorite as well when the movie ended was actually what i should say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now <laughs> um before we uh go to our last question here before we go to food corner and, and I, I missed um that you want to talk about roy or, or ryan um, you can go first ryan <clears throat> yeah sure i mean i guess i actually forgot to mention a couple of parts that i really liked uh 
One was when he uh, was looking at the holly berry through the microscope and mm-hmm. and crushes it. I mean, if you haven't <laughs> done that as a kid, like with the microscope crushing the yep. slide, then you haven't yep. lived. Yep. Um, yeah. And when Sally has that little tree, her premonition that it's like this perfect little Christmas tree and catches on fire. I thought that was sweet. <laughs> um, other than that, I don't think you missed much. You no. wrapped it up pretty good. Um, I Yeah, I think that's uh, about all that can be said about this one. All right. Uh, Roy, anything to add that I may have missed? I mean, I just got some random facts that I thought were pretty cool. Okay. Uh, Tim Burton actually started as an animator at Disney. Oh. And go. he brought the idea of this to Disney and like, no, this isn't us. Like, no, thanks. <laughs> and they, let go, they let him go like shortly after. And then he got hired on to do Pee-wee's Big Adventure. And then he did the Batman with uh, Michael Keaton. And then yeah. everyone wanted, everybody wanted him. And he was like, I still want to do this movie. Like, I don't know why, but I want to do it. And he had yeah. to go back to Disney to get his movie <laughs> from them. Oh. Because he made the art while he was working there. So Disney kind of owned it. But then they made the film, and Disney's like, oh, no, this is not us. And so they released it on Touchstone originally. And then it didn't do so good in the box office. And then oh. 13 years later, it started to pick up steam as a cult classic. There and that's go. when Disney put their name back on it. Hmm. Bandwagon, I guess, you know, Disney. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And there was over 100,000 shots to make the movie, like wow. one little movie at a time. Hmm. And they did it in two years. And uh, at one point, they were only shooting one minute of footage a week. Wow. Because <laughs> it was taking so long to do one little scene. Sounds like it. Yeah. I mean, I think the movie's good from start to finish. I don't remember why we owned it as a kid, but uh, we had it on VHS. And, uh, <laughs> we would watch it all the time during Christmas and yeah. Halloween. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's why I liked it so much because you could start watching it in October all the way through all the holidays because it goes yeah. through all of them. That's, that's, that's but, uh, pretty. That's, that's, that's pretty yeah. Um, yeah. Two more things before we go into our food corner here. So I'm going to ask Ryan first what would you change? About the ending and the answer is nothing is not acceptable, is not an option here. Yeah, I mean, with nothing being an option, yeah, um, I had to kind of really, really think about this one. I would go with the operators of the anti aircraft uh, weapons being <laughs> evil Nazis <laughs> and um, just coming into Halloween Town with a, a vengeance and uh, basically <laughs> kind of taking over there. So that, I haven't really fleshed out the thought all the way, but evil something with evil Nazis, I think, would would work. Okay, with my with Hitler Hitler sessions, I guess, also. Sure, sure. All right. Um, how about you, uh, Roy? <laughs> I mean, I think it would have been nice if they would have made the little fight scene between Jack and Oogie Boogie a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it is pretty short, and then he saves the day, and then I wish they'd touch more on what Santa had to say when he got like, what was Christmas Town like when he showed back up halfway through the night? Like yeah. they were just sweet, cool. Let's just finish this up real fast. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would have been cool to see what would happen in that interaction when Santa got back to Christmas Town. Yeah. But uh, other than that, I mean, the end itself when him and Sally go into the graveyard and they have their little. Love song together. Yeah. I mean, that's a good way to end it, but 
Yeah. Uh, it would have been nice to get a little bit more action from the Oogie Boogie and the Jack fight scene. There you and go. And then to see what happened with Santa, like, besides him saving the day, obviously. Yeah. Well, my my answer is something a little off, off of what you guys were saying, but um, I would say maybe one more power ballad to sum up the whole adventure. Because everyone loves a good power ballad, so yeah. I'd end it on mm-hmm. one more Jack hit song, you know. But that's about it. Um, well, let's start with Roy on this one. I'll see what his, his answer is on this one. Uh, what is your rating on this movie? Five stars rating on this film. Oh, you have rated a thousand <laughs> stars out of five? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. No, I mean, Ten stars. I do really enjoy it. There are some other Christmas movies that I like more. Mm. Uh, I'll give it a four just because I know some people are just not going to like it. Like, no matter what you tell them, yeah. It's like, yeah, this is just a little too far out there for me. Oh, but I'll, I'll be generous and I'll do four out of five, even though in my heart it's a thousand five. out a thousand of five. Stars. <laughs> but uh, yeah, right. I don't know. I, I'll just give it a four just because I know some people are just never going to get with it. All right. How about you, Ryan? When you watch this, what's your thoughts? Well, I would have never, never guessed this, but um, yeah. you know, if we're going, I got to do two, two star rates. Oh, oh wow. fantastic! Okay, low <laughs> blow. Wait, wait, not two stars. I mean, two separate ratings. Oh, okay. Um, one is in the category of claymation musicals made by Tim Burton. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going five out of five stars. Okay. Uh, the other is from my own personal taste. I'm gonna go a solid three stars. Three stars. Okay, that's pretty good. Um, my rating is based only on the music itself. Um, that's a five stars for the music. Uh, the plot, the everything else, that ne- negative ten, I would say. But, uh, <laughs> in the hole in the stars, but you know, the black stars. hole. But, yeah, five stars for the music itself, which is fantastic. So, I'll give you that much. Um, okay. Food Corner is here, and we have a couple of actually from Ryan actually asked, so I'll ask them as well. But I'll ask my friend Matt Schumann, I'll ask Ryan first how many blocks of gingerbread houses could you eat and could you destroy in one sitting? How many? So, like, how many actual blocks of gingerbread, like on a house, like the you know, the actual structure could you? So, we're talking like four walls and two panels to the roof. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen some people build two-story ones, you know. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, there. I've seen some pretty amazing gingerbreads in my day. Overachievers, I would say. I yeah. bet I could power through, especially if there's a little frosting. Yeah. Like a half of a house. So, so like, like, like three, <laughs> like three would be. Yeah, three. Yeah, I'll go with three. Yeah. Kind of a slightly larger than a graham cracker size. Yeah, bread. Yeah, mine's uh, my answer is five and a half. Is my answer? Ooh. Yeah, I can, mm. I can go all day with that. Uh, Roy, you couldn't push through for the the sixth. Finish the whole house. If my, if my arm, if my arm was <laughs> pushing a bit. I, I might, I might, I might try to go the extra mile. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to stick closer to where Ryan's at. You know, maybe three. Maybe I mean, two. okay. Gingerbread <laughs> houses, they're pretty solid. I mean, that's not the. Is this like fresh, like Davenport gingerbread houses, or are we talking about the little kits you buy from Walmart? 
it's all in the eye of the, eye of the beholder. So whatever you think. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's probably gonna be the Walmart one. So I'm gonna go with three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. All right. That's fine. All right. And probably a doctor visit after those because I'm pretty sure it's just brown cardboard. Oh yeah, you're gonna be backed <laughs> up for days. <laughs> yeah. I'll ask Roy first now. Um, my friend Matt sends this. He says, "What is your favorite Christmas drink?" Oh, favorite Christmas drink. Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm going to have to go with the uh, Irish Mule would be my favorite. Irish uh, Mule, okay. Yeah. All right. Mine is actually eggnog. That's my uh, choice. How, how about you, Ryan? Uh, every Christmas morning, my mother-in-law shows up and we do just coffee with Baileys because it's kind of mm-hmm. early. Yeah. So as far as Christmas goes, that's kind of... That's probably my favorite little Christmas drink. Sounds good. This is my friend Joe. Uh, would you rather only ever be able to eat with a knife or a spoon, Ryan? <laughs> I mean, I gotta go knife. I mean, that's okay. yeah. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna elaborate. You should. Um... Well, I mean, if you go, you kind of have a fork. If you have a knife, you okay. slice off a piece of apple. You can poke it, eat off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with cheese. I mean, you're going to be in a little trouble with spaghetti and stuff like that. But uh, <laughs> you know, I think that it, it, I'd go with a knife. Yeah. Okay. How about you? Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to have to go with the spoon, uh, you know, because you could probably uh, make one of those edges a little sharp, you know, mm-hmm. make yourself a knife. knife. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, and you could even cut out a little bit, make it a fork, a spork, if you would. Yeah, uh, but uh, I'm gonna go with a spoon. I think you got more options, you know, you just got to be a little more creative, a little sweat, you know, get that thing yeah. to where you need it to be, right? Well, I, I'm also on team spoon as well, uh, because I use spoons to cut up apple, uh, like uh, strawberries, bananas, and all that stuff, so it's very serviceable as a knife. So. That can just go kick rocks for all I care. Wow. Yeah. And aggressive. I know. That's what, that's what we do here. That's what I do. Um, <laughs> you don't get um, into a hot spoon debate and not expect the <laughs> knife to be pulled, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, we also, my friend Joe also asked, would you rather live in a world without french fries or pizza, Roy? Oh, I'm going to have to go without french fries, man. Yeah. I can. I could go without those, but pizza, mm-hmm. that'd be a tough life choice right there. It would be. It would be. I agree. Uh, I, that's my answer. Uh, Ryan. Yeah, that's an easy one. Uh, get rid of the fries. I mean, you can practically live off of pizza. Yeah, you could. You could. Because um, <laughs> fries, they can become cold or they can be oversalted, you know, undersalted. You know, you can't be, sometimes you can't find the right fries, you know. So pizza, though, it's hard to mess up a pizza, though, you know. So. Sure. Yeah. All right. He also asks, um, Hagen Dawes, or how do you say it, or Ben and Jerry's, and explain why, uh, Ryan. What's your favorite? Oh, you know, I'm I'm going Hagen Dawes. Mm. Uh, I Ben and Jerry's, they're a little out there for me. I, okay. you know, I like the more simpler flavors they do. Okay, but you know, like give me some good moose tracks or uh, Rocky Road, or I'm kind of a boring ice cream guy. So yeah. Yeah, I'll go with Hagen Dawes and one of my best lines uh, to the kids, Huggins the Faza in the morning <laughs> is kind of based off of that. Okay, okay. <clears throat> How about you, Roy? What, what, what do you say about that? I'm going to have to go with Ben and Jerry's. You know, you get a lot more options, you know, 
Because yeah. Swing Doss is pretty much chocolate vanilla. Yeah. Sometimes they dip it in chocolate shell with nuts, but you know. Yeah. Put it in like a good old uh, cookie dough or whatever other crazy cake batter concoctions they've made up. Yeah. So I'm going to go um, Ben and Jerry's for the win on that one. I agree with Ben and Jerry's. I think they have a, like a larger variety of stuff. They're like, in fact, you like live on the well side, Ryan. Like, you know, <laughs> great place to go, Ben and Jerry's. I mean, I, I when I go to Safeway, I always get a pint of something, Ben and Jerry's. It's always good to see what they got going on. Um, that doesn't surprise me from Mr. Spoon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't eat the knife, so yeah, obviously. <laughs> right. Yeah. This is from actually, this is next three are from Ryan Lund here. Um, <laughs> I'll ask him, I'll actually ask him first, uh, what food can more easily, greatly surpass expectations, a fajita or a burrito, Ryan? Oh, boy, you my own <clears throat> my own medicine against me here. Yes, yes. I would have to go with the burrito. Um, yeah, I agree. You, there you've got more ingredients, so you can have some extra stuff in there to make you go, wow, this was, like, way better than I was expecting, Fajitas, yeah. <clears throat> man, fajitas. You kind of—I don't know. I'm—I'm I'm just going burrito. That's my my thought on that one. All right, Roy. I'm gonna go burrito too, because uh, yeah. normally when you order the burrito, it's already made. When you order fajitas, you got to put it together yourself. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm gonna go burrito, and you can eat it with your hands a lot easier because it's conveniently wrapped in a tortilla. Yep. So I'll go burrito for the win on that one. Yeah, that's a clean across the board burrito as well. Now, apologize. This is a, it's a lengthy question from Ryan as well. So <laughs> apologize in advance. Um, currently, the nineteen ninety eight Pro Football Draft. <laughs> <laughs> Which foods match their counterparts in the draft? Drafted number one was Peyton Manning. Number two, Ryan Leaf. Um, if clarification is needed, which it is. Uh, which food have you tried that matched and exceeded your expectations versus which food has hotly expectations but fell short of living up to the hype, Ryan? Oh, wow. Yeah. Boy, this guy's a monster. <laughs> created this. Um, well, let's see here. I'll go with what matched my expectations. Um. So my Peyton Manning here would be, I had a steak from Ruth Chris one time mm. a bunch of years ago, and you're thinking it's just a normal, wait, this isn't going to work. Uh, no, so you have high expectations because it's like this big fancy place. Yeah. And uh, the steak actually lived up to it. Like I was really impressed. It tasted good. Best steak I ever had that mm. I haven't cooked myself, I guess. Here you go. Um, and then my Ryan Leaf of foods would uh, well, could I? Can we go to Roy and come back to me? Give me a second to think. Yeah. It's uh, incredibly impossible. Um, sure. This is a monster of a question. Yeah, uh, for sure. It's a lot of uh, story for <laughs> something so simple. <laughs> but uh, I guess my Peyton Manny would have to be. A good Jaeger schnitzel. Oh, what? Either, okay. Either homemade or at a restaurant. And what is the Jaeger schnitzel? I don't know what that is. Uh, typically, it's pork loin. Sometimes it's uh, veal, depending on how much money you want to spend. Sure. Uh, and it's pounded out really thin. And then for the Jaeger schnitzel, it's typically breaded. 
mm-hmm. and fried and served with uh, red cabbage and uh, like a potato noodle. I can't remember okay. what it's called. Top of my head for okay. some reason. Okay. But yeah. I've never had, well, it's not true. I have had a bad simple, but most of the time when I order a schnitzel, it's delicious. Fantastic. There you go. And then my Ryan Leaf, oh man, I would have to say. If you need a second to think, I can, I can buy you. Yeah. I'm going to tag. Okay. Okay. Um, so my, my Ryan Leaf has to be polenta. Before I tried polenta, everyone told me, like, I kept hearing about it on menus and friends were making it and stuff. I didn't even mm-hmm. know what it was. Yeah. Uh, I tried it. I, first I saw it and I was like, this is just a big old hunk of, I don't know, stuff that's stuck together. Yeah. I ate it and I just, I've never gone back. It was a crash and burn, a flame out, if you will. And uh, couldn't have been more Ryan Leaf for me. <laughs> As a cooker fan, that gun hurts, I guess, your soul there, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, Roy, do you have a thought on uh, on your Ryan Leaf? Yeah. All right. Uh, it's the, probably the only time that my wife has made something that was horrible. Oh, oh no. Uh, so, but we had a garden and we had all these vegetables left over. And so for me, like a vegetable, like steamed vegetable, like sort of side dish i guess but we we're gonna have it like the main dish because we had so many of it yeah and we had this cajun seasoning that we really liked and it ran out and so she bought this other one from the store and she put the same amount on it but it was so freaking spicy mm-hmm. that we each only got like two bites into it <laughs> and it was just oh we threw away probably like two pounds worth of vegetables yeah but oh it was just you thought it was gonna be good because like oh this cajun seasoning is great Vegetables are always good, mm-hmm. and oh man, it just burnt every single taste bud out of our mouths. That is unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, for me, I did this as well, but I'll do it again. Uh, so my main Manning is old spaghetti, fa- spaghetti factory uh, spaghetti spaghetti meatballs in sauce sausage. They, ha- they they give you these big, fat, juicy meatballs and a cheap, fat, juicy sausage, and uh, <laughs> it was uh, definitely. The best I've, I've ever had. It was really, really good. Um, Ryan Leaf for me, meatloaf. Meatloaf is, I think, for me is okay, not great. Um, people say, "Oh, it's the best thing since sliced bread." I say, uh, "Not." I say, "No." Um, so <laughs> meatloaf is not the great shakes people think think it is. So, uh, what, 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 what do you think about that, Ryan? You think it? Do you think uh, meatloaf's any good, or is it overhyped? <laughs> <clears throat> Boy, I'd hate to draw a line here between the great Podfather Ozzy and Jeff White and me, but uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to say meatloaf. That could, yeah. if you have the meatloaf, the right meatloaf, you could definitely, you know, go Peyton Manning standards here. Really? Um, okay. You, I mean, there might be some deal breakers if you're a texture per- person or something like that, but man, that's yeah. good. There's a lot of different ways to make it. So you can, uh, I mean, I think they should change the name of it. I mean, meatloaf. I mean, that's just starting off on a bad foot there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what other things of name with loaf is good other than bread? I mean, pentaloaf. Um, I don't know. So that's kind of my. If you change the name of meatloaf to like, uh, maybe I mean. 
I don't think you can really dress it up. Meat pie sounds disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Be like a shepherd's pie. Oh, she- you know, yeah, that's shepherd's fantastic, pie. Though. Shepherd's pie is fantastic. Yeah. So there's yeah. some work to be done there. So that's where I'm at. I think you can definitely, if you have the right meatloaf, you're, <laughs> you're going to be be a happier. Yeah, shepherd. Jeff is totally against meatloaf for 100%, um, which I, I actually love it, but but not great. Sure. So good, good, but not great. Like Ryan Lee. Um, how about you, uh, Roy? Your thoughts on meatloaf, I guess, as we're on the subject here. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the meatloaf, you know. I don't have anything wrong with the name of it, you know. I think it's named perfectly. I mean, it's <laughs> literally a loaf of meat. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I've had a couple of different from different restaurants around, and it's been good. And my wife's made a couple different versions of it, and they've always been pretty tasty. So right. I'm a big fan of the meatloaf. There you go. This is the last we have from Ryan for this week. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Famously, in the movie Sandlot, Smalls mm. takes a baseball to the eye, and his stepdad puts an, on a thick cut of steak to help ice it. What is your favorite food item to use as an ice pack, Ryan? Oh, this is easy for me. It would definitely be a bag of frozen peas. Yep. And then uh, it really, as it warms up, it forms to your knee or elbow or face, whatever it needs to. Mm-hmm. And then you can forget it on the counter and then have to throw it away and not eat. <laughs> That's a genius move right there. Yeah. How about you, Roy? You're going to have to go with the frozen peas or corn, you know. That's yep. a good one. It's almost like a legit ice pack because it can mold to the shape of whatever you're trying to ice. And then... You don't have to worry about all the blood from the steak. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I'm going to go with the frozen bag of vegetables. All right. I agree with you there as well. All right. Now, this is is from my friend, Sean. It's a trivia question, so there is a correct answer on this one. Um, I'll ask Roy first. Uh, What state was the first to adopt a state cookie? (laughs) The first, uh, oh man, <laughs> I'll go with, uh, I'm just going to say Pennsylvania. All right. Uh, Ryan. I'm going, uh, Vermont. Well, I can say none of you got, we're even the same, in the same, uh, coast. Uh, this is the West coast. It was New Mexico in 1989. It is a, Biscochito, Biscochito, how do you say it? But like Biscotti, Biscotti, yeah, there you go, yeah, Biscotti. What a horrible cookie to pick. <laughs> no, it's not. It's fantastic. Uh, this is my my best friend Brianna Bree. Uh, what would Santa Santa Claus prefer on Christmas Eve? A cookie of sugar with frosting on it, or fruitcake? Uh, Ryan. Oh God, Jesus. <laughs> fruitcake. <laughs> Fruitcake, like uh, so fruitcake. We've got. I'm going to like a Jello mold with a bunch of fruit in there. That yeah, type of thing. pretty much. Yeah, what? Yeah, Santa but the that... Jello with bread. I don't know. With that beard and the suit, and you've got a lot to get done that night. Yeah, I gotta. I would think the. I would think the cookie. I don't yeah. know. What I mean, but that's. I mean, I can't imagine anybody picking. Fruit yeah. Cake, you know. I would agree with their cookies for sure. Uh, how, how about you, uh, Roy? What do you think about that? Yeah, sugar <laughs> cookies hand down, or any cookie <laughs> over yeah. fruit cake. Even Pretty much. Yeah, even a yeah. 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 Um, yeah. These are from my friend Brad. These are actually non-food items, so uh, I'll ask Ryan first. What is your favorite Christmas movie of all time? 
My favorite Christmas movie of all time. Well, I would have to go with... uh, I'm going to go with a classic. I'm going to go Holiday Inn. I've never seen it before. Um, I know they go over some other holidays, but it starts off at Christmas, and I think it ends at Christmas, so... Is that with Crosby, by chance? Yeah, it's it's okay. kind of like White Christmas with Bing Crosby. Oh, okay. It wishes it was White Christmas. <laughs> I mean, it's White <laughs> I mean, Holiday Inn is a thousand times better than White Christmas, but... Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, that's that's my pick there. And if I'm going animated or, like, kid-type movie, okay, I think I gotta go The First Santa Claus. Never seen it. Mm. All right, fantastic. Never seen it. Oh, my gosh. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, an adult, so it's all good. Um, we were all a kid once, Ozzy. Uh, were we? Yeah, uh, we we were. Uh, how about you, Roy? <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to split it. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with a Wonderful Life. Oh yeah, Fantastic. that's a great one. And then I'm also have to go with Christmas Vacation. There we go. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, it's solid. Solid. Yeah, I mean, you, um, you, both of those movies you can't go wrong with. But I'm watching that one today, actually. That one tonight, actually. This is vacation. That was well, that's a good one. On HBO. Um, my, I have I have a tie for first place, actually. Number one tie is Home Alone, the first Home Alone. Uh, I've mm-hmm. like, not okay, friend, it's not great. But Home Alone, the first one is really good. And then the original black and white version of Miracle on 34th Street is also is my number one as well. Mm-hmm. With uh, Mr. Mrs. Um, uh, Natalie Wood and Maureen O'Hara, who is fantastic. Yeah. So, and also the guy who played, uh, who who was in I Love Lucy as uh, as Fred, he was in there too as a cameo. Oh, he was fantastic in his role as well. All right. Yeah. And before I actually called you guys, I was watching, uh, starting to watch the '94 version of that movie to see how good that is as well. So, seeing how they compare each other so in color 94 and um also uh what is your favorite christmas song roy favorite christmas song yeah. uh, i'm gonna have to go with uh carol of the bells solid i like that i like that a lot um how about you uh ryan uh mine changes from year to year i've had some a uh, couple years with um you know fleece navidad until that's just been pounded in my skull too many times. But this year, I would have to go with uh, it's. I think it's called "It's Wrapping Time" by the Waitresses. Never heard of them. Or never that. heard of them. Yeah, it's. You'll just. You should look for it. You'll should love I? it. It's solid. It's about rap. It's about Christmas. <laughs> it's not a rap. No. no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I yeah, I, I, I try hard. Um, I fail a lot, too. But, um, yeah, my favorite song of all time, easily, number one on my list, is Mary, Mary Did You Know? That is number one. Number two is Oh Holy Night. Not my top two there. Um, oh, more of a yeah. Yes, indeed. I have here, before we go into our own questions here, is uh, from our boy Scott Lewis. Um, hello, Scotty. Um, so he says in Arizona, where he was with skin at a wedding, um, says they have Sonoran hot dogs, which is basically a bacon wrapped hot dog, all served with B12 
beans, onions, and tomatoes. In Chicago, they pull dill pickle, put dill pickles and big slices of tomatoes on theirs. Are you happy with the advance the advancements? Sorry, in hot dog culture to incorporate more flavors or would you re- prefer to keep it simple with zero one or two condiments Ryan? Boy, I mean I'm I'm always happy to see some innovation going on, but uh for for me, I'm sure not throwing on a tomato on a hot dog. I mean Same. That's uh I wouldn't even throw ketchup on a hot dog. Same. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I would be a Sonoran if those were in front of me. <laughs> Oh my god, that was good. I'm a That's fantastic. How about you, Roy? Yeah, you know, I'm good with the good old ballpark hot dog, you know, just the yeah. bun, the meat, a couple condiments, and that's good enough for me. I mean, there's no reason to church it up. Yeah, I agree. Now, <laughs> I, I will say, the only thing I will say is I, I do prefer hot dog with just mustard, relish, onions, and sauerkraut. That's it. But I will say... On occasion, I will. Let, I love a good chili dog, though. Those are good. Chili dog with cheese on top. Those are really good, though. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, I mean, I mean, throwing a hot dog into a club sandwich isn't going to do you any favors. No, 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 no. All right, now we'll end the podcast here with uh, a question from each of you. So, uh, Roy, what, what is your food thing for us to answer for your question? I'm going to go. Would you rather have? A nice bowl of homemade chili okay. or a bowl of clam chowder. Uh, okay, Ryan, you go ahead first on that one. Hmm. I love a good would you rather. I would I'm yeah. gonna say I'm gonna say chili. Yeah. Um I'm gonna trust my seafood cooking to restaurant people. Yeah. And uh I'm going chili, yeah. Yeah, I love clam cheddar. I do, but I've had some bad ones too, though. Unfortunately, of clam cheddar made me sick. But uh, yeah, chili is like the go-to in the in the winter time, in the fall time, to go with bowl chili easily. For sure. sure. Yep, that's a clean sweep for the chili. Then that's the all way right, to go. All right. all right. I'll have mine. I'll go. I'll go mine next. You know, I asked a few myself, but uh, um, my is actually a trivia question I found out on the internet. Um, I'll ask Ryan first. Um, what was the very first food item that was eaten in space? Hmm. I'm trying to think if they, the Russians gave that chimpanzee <laughs> a banana up there or not. <laughs> that, uh, there, banana? <laughs> I'm going to go with human food. No, I'm not going to go banana. Okay. I mean that thing slips out. You got a banana peel right. floating around the station. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's just a nightmare situation. Right. right. I, I'm gonna go with just uh, I'm gonna go applesauce from a packet. Right. Solid answer there. Okay. Um, Roy. Yeah, I was gonna go applesauce, but since Ryan stole that one, I'll go with like a good uh, yo play yogurt type of deal. You know. Okay, that's a good answer as well. One of you is actually correct, and it is Ryan Applesauce. Was oh, oh. <laughs> yes, indeed. All right, now let's close it out with uh, your question, Ryan, for the group. 
Well, first, I'd just like to say I couldn't quite guess the right state, which is a one in 50 chance or whatever. And right. But of any food on Earth ever to be eaten in space, <laughs> just nailed that one. Nailed it, man. Yeah. Uh, my, I've got a pretty simple question. Okay. Um, uh, do you prefer or would you go for a really well-made smoothie mm. or a run-of-the-mill chocolate milkshake? Oh, um. I would go with a smoothie because, like, you can have you know, like strawberry banana or whatever you want to have in there, like all the good stuff. Uh, smoothies are, for me is number one for me, for sure. Well, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm going to go with the smoothie as well. You know, run of the mill chocolate milkshake does not seem like appealing. <laughs> just like a, just like a McDonald's <laughs> chocolate milkshake. Right. Yeah, so I'll go with the fruit smoothie. Although I will say, if you said Frosty, Wendy's Frosty, like, Wendy's Frosty, I'd be like, yes, Wendy's Frosty, all the, like, that is some good shit. I'll say that much. Huh, okay. Yeah, yeah. wow. Well, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm going milkshake here. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, you guys are, sure, I get a good, well-made smoothie, but, I mean, I feel like a uh, smoothie has a lower ceiling than a milkshake, so... Okay. You know, an average milkshake is kind of like a really good smoothie, and I do. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, but I will say this though: Have you ever had a orange Julius before? An orange Julius at the mall? Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, it's the best. Yeah, those I are. I think there's more sugar in those than fruit, though. <laughs> well, that's fine. It tastes fantastic. I always get a. Strawberry banana one. That's my my go to all the time when I go. If I go there, that's where I get. Okay. Um, close things out. I'm gonna ask you guys a question here. So it'd be my choice to choose next. Whatever we do this next time we do this. Um, I what do you guys about the movie The Sandlot to uh, do that one next? If we do a new one here, pretty soon, new one in the future here. Yeah, it sounds good to me. On uh, it's on Disney Plus. So everyone has that. So yeah, able to stream. I've seen that movie at least. A thousand times at least. I mean, I've seen like over and over and over and over and over again. It is my number one movie of all time for me is Sandlot. That's my favorite. Nice. Number one. Numero uno. And it does not have a musical, so there's no singing involved. So um, that's, <laughs> that's a, a drawback, I guess. <laughs> like yeah. yeah, it'll be nice to do one of a movie that I've, I've seen more than once. And... <laughs> <laughs> and, and we have your... Uh, your callback to the ice pack also comes right with that as well so. i mean that was an expensive steak he just i mean that's a good stepdad there he's like here's yeah. a good 20 dollars steak for your eye instead of a bag of ice i mean yeah really yeah. doing it up there probably trying to impress the mom i get that too but scotty you got yeah. behind the ball scotty my best dennis lyria improvisation yeah not bad not bad at all all right well so I'm going to podcast, guys. We'll talk to you guys next time. All right. Yeah. Thank you. See you later. Yes. Bye.